The Australian Competition and Consumer Commission has launched legal action against Qantas for allegedly advertising more than 8,000 flights that had already been cancelled. The Consumer Watchdog's action in the federal court comes after Qantas posted a $1.7 billion full-year profit last week and Chief Executive Alan Joyce took heat for flight credits owed to angry customers. For more, I was joined a short time ago by our senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Peter, good afternoon. Just take us through the action that Qantas is facing from the ACCC. Well, Sally, this goes to the travel chaos and anxiety that Qantas customers have been experiencing. The ACCC is alleging that Qantas sold tickets for an average of two weeks and up to 47 days after They were cancelled between May and July last year. Also that Qantas allegedly cancelled 15,000 of 66,000 scheduled flights for the same period. The ACCC claims for 10,000 cancellations, it took an average of 18 days and up to 48 days to notify ticket holders. The ACCC cites one example where travellers for a Qantas flight from Melbourne to Los Angeles on May the 6th, 2022, were notified of the cancellation two days before on May the 4th. And that was four days after the flight had actually been cancelled in the first place. Another where a consumer was given a replacement flight a day before their original departure date, and that only came via the Qantas app. ACCC Chair Gina Cass-Gottlieb is accusing Qantas of false, misleading and deceptive conduct. This conduct is serious enough and important enough, given how essential for Australians reliable air travel is, that we should commence proceedings. There are absolute obligations under the Australian consumer law to accurately inform consumers of the services that have been sold and to update consumers. We also allege and are aware that Qantas had the capacity, because at other times... They did inform consumers promptly in relation to cancellation. That's ACCC Chair Gina Cass-Gottlieb. And Peter Ryan, how has Qantas responded and and what kind of big fines could they be facing? Well, uh, on paper, Sally, it would be or it could be $10 million per offence. So with 8,000 alleged breaches, that could theoretically be $80 $80 billion with a B, uh, which is off the scale, of course, and would never happen. But even in the best-case scenario for Qantas, it could be tens of millions of dollars. Qantas issued a statement saying it's taking the allegations seriously, noting that the period in question was a time of unprecedented upheaval for the entire aviation industry. Uh, the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, says the allegations are, quote, deeply concerning, but the ACCC's doing its job in taking Qantas to court. And Peter, also today, Australia Post has posted a massive financial loss as the decline in the letters business continues. How long can that last? Well, Sally, this is a $200 million full-year loss and only the second one since Australia Post was corporatised back in 1989. And this is also weighed down by its obligation to deliver to rural and regional Australia. Letter volumes down by $2 billion in the period, 8% worse than last year, and the cost of that community service obligation delivering to regional Australia is escalating. So is there any sign of relief or at least a stabilisation. Australia Post Chief Executive Paul Graham is pessimistic. 
No, Peter, unfortunately there's not. Since 2018, we've had 800 million less letters delivered, uh, but we've added 800,000 more delivery points. So uh, it shows that we're spending more to deliver significantly less, and we see the decline in mail continuing, unfortunately. If the letters decline worsens as expected, surely that's going to cut another hole into the Australia Post business and risk even more losses. Absolutely. I mean, our losses this year in our letter business were $384 million. Uh, We've got a growing, uh, robust parcels business, uh, and we have a mail business that's in terminal decline. With letter losses up by 50%, are more losses sustainable, and could that eventually jeopardise the overall business? Yes, it could, and we just don't want to be in that situation. But unless we get uh, you know, key uh, reform agreed with the government, uh, then our letter losses will continue uh, and will continue to grow. So will the point come when Australia Post has to make a pragmatic decision and get out of the letter delivery business or at least dramatically scale it back? No, I don't think that point will happen. I mean, we have a clear obligation to the community in relation to letters, but we need to understand that you know, 98% of all mail delivery these days is corporate mail. It's not personal mail. Uh, So we will deliver the last letter that ever gets delivered. You've highlighted the financial weight of the community service obligation, which is now $442 million, which is up 27% on last year. So how long can Australia Post keep that up, or do you have a choice? Well, uh, the government ultimately will make uh, the decision around uh, the obligations that we have. Uh, We are very clear on the essential role we play uh, in, in Australia, particularly in regional and remote communities and we wish to maintain that uh, critical role, Uh, but it gets back to the reform agenda. So if you're in a rural or remote area, do you have to be concerned that there might be a risk that some of those services or deliveries might be scaled back? No, we're very happy to, to, to make a commitment to our presence in those areas. Uh, We are seeing consumer habits change. So the services we provide will change and adapt to those community needs. Uh, But, uh, you know, this is going to uh, occur over the next uh, 10 years. This is not a a rapid change in our network. Pulling back or reviewing services to regional or rural Australia is, of course, a hot political potato. So are you getting any signal at all when the review into Australia Post uh, from the federal government might be delivered? Uh, We've got some timeframes. They're they're not uh, uh, formal as yet. And yes, sensitivity around the post office network, particularly in regional and remote. I would be optimistic that uh, within this calendar year, we'll get some clear indication from the government as to the extent of reform uh, that they wish to push forward for Australia Post. Uh, and we are certainly uh, continuing to engage with them proactively. That's Australia Post Chief Executive Paul Graham speaking with our senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan.